Grab your cocktail shaker, kick back, and get ready for the big fat party. Greg and his band of unintelligibles are back, mixing, drinking, reviewing, and discussing Bloody Marys and all that goes with them. My Big Fat Bloody Mary podcast, where you'll never drink alone. Welcome to my Big Fat Bloody Mary podcast, where you will never drink alone. Now, today, we're coming to you live from the Lacrosse Distillery, and uh, so you may may sound a little bit different. And it's it's me and, and Christian. I like to call him Chuba. That's his nickname. That's how everyone knows me. Yep, yep. <laughs> so thank you for accommodating me on the, the show here. And um, of course, the Lacrosse Distillery is. Uh, well, it's the mothership. You know, <laughs> you guys have been fueling this podcast for a while, so it's great to see you again. Great, uh, great to be here. Let's get this out of the way right up front, though. The word of the day, because we don't want to miss any opportunities to invoke drinking. <laughs> the word of the day is vodka. So if you hear us say that, drink. <laughs> Sounds perfect. Yeah, I think we better start it, with a drink. Then. It may come up. Yeah. Well, by golly, look at this. We got Bloody Marys in front of us already. Can you imagine that? So this is part of the Big Fat Bloody Mary experience. It's a, it's a passport tour through Lacrosse's Best Bloody Marys, basically. It's 11 different sites. Hopefully you got your passport and you're going to these sites and, and get it, getting those passports stamped, getting a good Bloody Mary, and, and maybe discovering something new at these uh, establishments that you didn't, didn't know about. So we've been to Howie's on Lacrosse. We've been at David Ray's up in Alaska, the Waterfront. Faisy's Restaurant and Bakery, The Crow. Uh, last episode, we were at Dell's. And uh, we've got Dublin Square and Bennett O'Reilly's. But here we are at the Lacrosse Distilling, which is nice. So, Chava, if you don't mind, uh, can you just give our listeners sort of an overview of the, the space that we're in, kind of what this building's about, what, what the whole Absolutely. So, is. you know, uh, the idea came about uh, between a good buddy of mine, Nick, and my brother, Chad, back years ago. Um, and now, you know, we just hit our four-year anniversary last week. So yep. pretty exciting. We actually, uh, a week from tomorrow, are releasing our third batch of the Bluffside Apple Brandy as part of the anniversary party that we're throwing here on the 17th. But yeah, they had this idea of what they wanted to do. Uh, they wrote it all down on paper and then created a reality out of it. It's a yeah. certified organic distillery here at La Crosse Distilling Company that uh, we use local farmers for and get those great products that create a great product. So we're super happy with where things are at this point. Yeah. Um, and you were good enough to be on the podcast. You were in my space back then. We were in the studio, and now I'm on yours. Yeah. Um, and, boy, I really enjoyed how you explained kind of what goes into your spirits. And uh, it's almost like um, going to a winery where they really break down all the flavors, and it, it gives you a heightened appreciation. But... Um, I, I want to say you, you've either you've ruined me or you've enlightened me. <laughs> uh, as I recently said to you, the vodka matters. Yes, you know? it definitely does. You know, I just the other day I had a couple down here from Iowa that were at the tasting room and we're talking, and they, you know, it came up in conversation that they said, "Well, we just use any vodka in a Bloody Mary." And I said, "Well, yeah. I'm going to have to stop you right there yeah. because I do think the vodka matters. Um, for one, I think it can." throw off the seasoning and spices with a vodka that's not that great. And obviously yeah. the 
end result is the next day. And so if you're using a vodka that's <laughs> right. not quite uh, there, you'll definitely feel it the next day. And who wants to start their yeah. drinking experience with a bloody off with a not great vodka? So. Yeah. Yeah, great, great points. And I'll confess, uh, some years ago, I would have been a little bit more in that camp where, gosh, there's so many seasonings, so many ingredients that are in a bloody, and vodka is just one of them. But especially if you mix them the way I do, there is a fair amount of vodka in, in there. And it really does, like you say, uh, affects the, the flavor. And when, uh, when we're doing our tastings and our reviews of mixes, we always start off without the spirit in it. And then we add it, and I'm always amazed how much that can change it. Absolutely. I mean, obviously you want a neutral vodka more than anything, so you're not playing too much with the what somebody created with the seasonings on everything. Yep. You know, but I also think that people probably don't realize not many people try vodka by itself, but vodka actually does have a touch of flavor to it. Um, ours just has a tin, uh, little bit of sweetness on the finish of it that comes from 100% corn vodka. Vodka or corn carries a high sugar content to it, so you will get that little bit of sweetness, and that sweetness plays really awesome with spices. Like, yeah. sweet and spice is a great combination. Yeah, it definitely is. It definitely is. Um, I just, uh, as I mentioned, I had a, uh, a wheat-based vodka just the other day, and uh, it was markedly different. I, I really noticed the difference. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, that's, right, that's the distillery end of it, but You've also got a nice restaurant here and a, a bar. Absolutely. Uh, what if somebody hasn't been here? What could they expect coming here? It's you know the menu's not huge, but yep. it's you know it, it kind of covers a lot of ground, which is kind of nice. You know you can get anything from a burger to the Mexican fare too, um, and the food is excellent. The yep. kitchen crew is creating an awesome menu coming out of a very small kitchen, and they're able to execute it well. Uh, and the tasting room itself just has an awesome feel to it. It's surrounded by windows, so if yeah. you want to look outside and see the awesome downtown that we have, yep. you can do that. And you also get a view into the production room where everything is happening, where the vodka is made, where the whiskeys are made, and it's just a beautiful still back there. Mm -hmm. We do tours on Saturdays, too, so if people want to come down and be able to check out the actual production room and get to taste all the spirits they yep. get to do that but it's a very inviting space there's a nice mezzanine up top that you can uh, enjoy and then also in these nice last bit of summer months you get to enjoy the patio and then we have yep. the street cafe that the city has allowed us to put out there too so plenty of space outside plenty of space inside and plenty of spirits and yeah everything else what good more to be consumed want? yeah yeah and you're you're right on with that i mean the windows i guess you call it fen fenestration but uh and they extend all the way up to the mezzanine level. And uh, like you say, I'm, I'm looking out at the city skyline here. It's beautiful. And, and right behind me is, is the, uh, the actual distillery with those beautiful tanks. And uh, it is. It's a very cool vibe. It is. For sure. They did an awesome job with it. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, too. I think so, too. And that, that outdoor seating is, is obviously very popular. It's packed out there today. Yeah. Understandably. popping out there today. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Glad to see you. Well, one thing I always ask uh, these bars and restaurants that we go to is, do you offer Field Notes vodka? <laughs> Maybe I'll skip that part. Huh? <laughs> but uh, uh, we do. We're only yeah. allowed to offer Field Notes I, vodka. So I would hope so. Part of the, you know, with the licensing and everything, we are not allowed to serve other spirits in the building. Oh, interesting. So okay. that's another really unique thing about our bar staff. Yeah. They, if they want a, a form of liqueur or anything, they have to create it themselves. 
so we wow. can't serve other vermouths for one. So they have to create something that. So they're they're always in back experimenting and trying yeah. to come up with different cocktails with a pretty limited selection. As you know, we can't yeah. make all these liqueurs. We can't make tequila. We can't make all these spirits. Yep. We never have the you know capacity to do it. Yeah. So they are able to you know we give them a lot of uh, you know give them a lot of. Uh, I guess you'd say creativity or empowerment yep. to be able to come up with these different uh, items and fusions and stuff like that to create the classic cocktails with yep. our spirits. Oh, that's interesting. So yeah, it kind of forces some creativity and I'll bet some cool things come out of that. Oh yeah, it's yeah. awesome. And I, I always love it when they come up with something new and want people to sample it. It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll take one for the team. Oh, fun. Well, Enough of the garnish. Let's get to the drink. I think without any further ado, I'm ready to get on to this Bloody Mary. Absolutely. Me too. Can I drink it while you talk about it? Absolutely. <laughs> no, you, you can and take I, a drink to, too. To be honest with you, I, in the beginning, kind of worked with them on developing it. They have gone in their own direction now. So okay. I actually haven't tried it in a long time either. So this yeah. is kind of, you know, me diving into it for a first time in a while too. I find myself drinking other cocktails when I'm here, and I'm usually probably not here at the right time of the day to enjoy a Bloody Mary, but I'm glad to be sitting here right now with you enjoying one. Is there a right time of the day, Chuck? There, there, <laughs> no, and that's true. I Remember mean, who you're talking to here. I know. <laughs> well, I, I apologize. Yeah. No, let's, uh, let's give it a taste. Oh, very nice. Very nice. And I do taste a little bit of that sweet vodka in there. Yeah. So there's a nice pour. It's a thinner consistency. Which not, is my thing. That's my thing, too. Yeah, uh, I don't like chewing on my Bloody Mary. Yep, yep. Um, and it's presented with a nice rim salt, yeah. which points for that always. Yeah, I agree, too, because it kind of definitely, I think in the podcast that I did with you in your studio, we were amazed at what the rim salt did to that bloody mix. It was amazing yeah. how it enhanced everything in the bloody, and they can yep. do that. So that's right. I'm always a big fan to have it there. If you don't want it, you have a straw that you can yep. use to drink exactly. it and bypass the rim salt. But yep. looking forward to trying it with the rim salt. It's served in a one of these mason jar uh, type glasses with the handle, kind of a big mug, and um, the garnish. What are we looking at here? We got a pickle, the classic bloody garnish. You got it. An olive and an onion. I like the onion. You don't see a lot of those. You don't see them anymore. And that used to be the classic martini thing, too. Everybody would use onions. Yeah. And you don't see the cocktail onions much anymore. But this is basic, too, which I don't mind. I think a little, sometimes they get a little over the top. I know. They definitely (laughs) do. They definitely do. So, yeah, good tasting and a good looking bloody. I'm from Wisconsin, Greg. Where the hell is my beer chaser? We are in the state of Wisconsin, though, so there's there's one more thing that we probably should be adding here, and I see someone's brought a couple of them along. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's kind of a neat thing, too, here. We actually have an in-house brewer, Graham, at the distillery. Yeah. Um, so kind of one thing that we had found out when we opened, they opened the doors here um, to be able to serve beer here, we had to actually get a brewing license on top of it. Oh, so you and have two separate licenses. We then. do, and with it being a bonded distillery, you have to keep the actual brewing side separate from it. Okay. So um, we 
we originally had a bright tank that we were filling the bright tank up and tapping it right to the bar. But with that brewing license, we're able to also serve other Wisconsin beers. So we were able to do that in the meantime to kind of get by. Uh, Graham has come on full-time now, so we hired a full-time brewer. So he's got a lot of rotating beers that are hitting the menu here, which is is pretty awesome, the stuff he's coming up with and always keeping the basics on there, always having a pale, kind of having more of a fruit style, doing a classic yellow beer. And then one of the really interesting things, which unfortunately we don't have today, he does a pickled Pilsner. And it's it's one of the best as a bloody sidecar. It is great. And we call it the Wisco sidecar. I love it. (laughs) And today we're drinking his Jiffy Jack American Pale Ale. A Jiff, what is it? Jiffy Jack. Jiffy Jack. Yeah. And it's an American Pale Ale. Yeah. Ooh, that's nice. That's yeah, it nice. goes great with the bloody too. Yeah, I think it does. I, you know, I kind of backed away from the IPAs. You know, it's a it's been a pendulum for me. Sometimes I, I go all in, but lately that pale ale kind of it starts heading that direction, but it stops short of that tongue bruising. You Absolutely, know. and well, and pales are so across. The, I mean, they're across the spectrum. I mean, some of them are so bold, and yeah. they could actually overpower the bloody too. Which uh, American pale ale is a little bit lighter style of a pale, which okay. especially in the summertime is nice to enjoy with a bloody so yeah 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 this is it's a nice pairing you, you uh <laughs> you did a good job and i'm not surprised at all i'd expect <laughs> nothing less yeah boy it, it has really been fun watching this business evolve i remember when it opened i remember watching the construction of it and uh boy i mean look at you now i mean it's, it's a destination it's awesome. yeah really great so i always like to ask this question uh what's the worst bloody mary you ever had <laughs> Vodka and tomato juice. That was it? Just nothing else? <laughs> yeah, and you'll find that usually when you venture outside of Wisconsin, you'll see yeah. a lot of that with a celery stalk yeah. in the middle of it. That's what they think a Bloody Mary is. So. Yeah. yeah, but I think the worst one that comes to my mind actually was in Wisconsin. I, I, really? I don't know, yeah, but I think, boy, it's maybe it's just a place that... People don't go to for a bloody, yeah. but I ordered one, and I swear to God, that tomato juice can must have been sitting there open for about three months. Yeah, they should have probably checked the date on that <laughs> I one. Saw, yeah, I think it was maybe a little rusty, you know, unless they mixed it with scotch. I don't know, but it was really bad. Well, thank you. We've covered a lot of ground here in a very short time. Yeah, it's this been, was pretty smooth, efficient. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, the most important thing, the only reason people listen to this podcast, of course, is to hear Lynn Miller sing. Do you have any requests for Lynn? Anything she sings is going to be top on my list. So she's such a sweetheart. Okay. Well, we'll throw it out to Lynn and just we'll see if she can just wow you with something. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. And thanks to Lynn. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks a lot. And thanks to downtown main street too for putting this all together with my big fat bloody mary and involving field notes vodka in it too yep can't thank everybody enough for putting this together what an awesome little thing it's been a blast yeah i gotta say T- terry does a heck of a job down at downtown he sure main does. street yeah it, it, this was his his idea and uh i just do what i'm told you know yeah me too <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right well thanks again yeah till next buddy. time everybody quit talking greg i came to hear lynn sing
channels gathered in their masses, just like witches, just like witches at black masses. Evil minds at plot destruction, sorcerer of death's construction. In the fields, the body's burning as the war machine keeps turning. Death and hatred to mankind poisoning their brainwashed minds. Oh, Lord, yeah! Oh, Lord, yeah! For you, Baba! Sunday either. See you then for another Big Fat Bloody Mary podcast.